Today, we have Big O, the national president of the Kazakhs MC One Percenters down in Texas. He's going to come on and tell his story. He's actually been chopping at the bits. But uh, because all that stuff that, uh, that happened in Waco, he had to wait. So now is his turn to go ahead and tell the world his story. Uh, also, uh, today... We are going to be talking about this biker code and stuff like that, but <laughs> Bikers and Brotherhood, it's a Facebook group that we uh, started and we're sponsoring now, but uh, we brought on Judge. Judge is an old graybeard, man. He's awesome, has a heart of gold, nothing but positivity, so he's co-owning it now, and he is the lead admin over there, and we're going to show you a short video of how he's going to be running the group, and uh, it's just going to be fun stuff. He's going to be getting rides together and doing some biker stuff that you're supposed to be doing so it's going to be a good uh, social networking platform for bikers who want to get together talk about subjects and stuff but uh judge is a really cool guy so take a listen real quick and then i'll get on the phone with uh big o and i just thought that i would uh, uh put this out there for y'all we're gonna try and uh, keep this group uh headed in a positive direction and part of that is uh, we're going to pre-approve or not uh, posts before they go up simply because if uh, you have a, pol uh, a personal political stance, that's great. I think I know how most bikers feel uh, politically, but at the same point, that's going to you know, piss somebody else off, and, and you know, we just, we, we don't want that. We don't want discord in this group, um, if at all possible. Now, I know every group, there's always going to be somebody that wants to stir the pot and get people going. Well, you know, that's a real quick way to get an exit out of the group. Um, as yet, uh, we've not made it a closed group, uh, but that is certainly a possibility. Um, so, I want you to keep that in mind. No political posts. Let's not post anything about a particular club or another. Uh, all motorcycle clubs have their pros and cons. And if you don't like some particular motorcycle club, that that's your beef with them. And best not put on Facebook um, for obvious reasons. Um, most of the major clubs uh, don't have a big presence on Facebook. Uh, what they post is uh, parties and, uh, you know, uh, uh, things like that or, or prison runs or whatever. So we're, we're going to kind of kind of try and limit that a little bit. We want to keep this positive. We want to keep it about bikers. And uh, we certainly want this group to grow and expand and move forward. Uh, but we also want it to be filled with adults or at least adult thinking people uh, may not be possible. I mean, heck, we've got uh, close to 8,000 members now. And there you go. That's Judge. If you guys want to go over and join the group, the link is in the description box. Uh, Judge Vietnam Air, 
veteran army great freaking guy so uh you know go over there he answers a lot of questions he loves going on the camera and stuff he worked in the radio industry as well as done uh some shows and stuff so great freaking guy great freaking guy uh james provo thanks for that super chat you rock my man you're awesome how's everyone else going on in the the chat rooms i cannot see everybody hey we got china in the room we got my old lady we got my girl she's gonna be making her debut today later on after the guest and you're gonna see what china does when she's bored at work oh my god but uh let's get uh big o on the line here real quick and uh it's gonna be an interesting uh conversation again this was uh a long time coming if you will after what happened down in waco What's up, Hollywood? Big O! What's up, buddy? You're on uh, the Madhouse. How you doing, my man? How's it going, man? How's it going down in Texas, man? This is your, uh, I know you've been waiting to get on air and tell your story and stuff. And uh, hopefully we can get through this conversation without getting uh, cut off here. But uh, what's up? Can you tell everybody who you are and all that good stuff? All right. Well, you know uh Know me as Big O, national president of the 1% Cops X. Uh, right now, I'm just enjoying life without that Waco cloud hovering, man. My God, I bet you're happy about that, man. Damn straight, I'm happy about that. Uh, <laughs> it's been a long four years, man. Uh, uh, it, it's crazy. You know, if you would have told me four years ago that... Uh, you're about to sit through four years of fucking bullshit, character assassination, and fucking otherwise. I would have called you a fucking liar. <laughs> <laughs> Man, you know what? I'll tell you. I, the, t the, the minute I... See, I found out a little earlier than most people did because of the media stuff that we have. And I was just jumping for joy when I heard all 24 uh, people, the rest of everybody that was charged that day, was getting the charges released. And I was, like, jumping like a kid in a candy store. So I can imagine what the way you felt. Yeah, you know, man, uh, uh, you know, that, that district attorney fucked up. And, uh, and, and a lot of people paid for it. Um, his personal aspirations fucked off a lot of people's lives for four, you know, three or four years, man. Right, right. And uh, the, you know, the sad part about it is, is uh, that you can't get that back, man. You can't get back what you lost. You know. No, that was four uh, years. The, that was the, the, the relationships that you that are gone. The, the you know, the family that was lost, the lives that were lost, everything that happened, man. Uh, you can't get it back. Right. You know, getting screwed by the fucking uh, uh, local fucking DA. You can't get that back, man. No, you cannot. And uh, a lot of people lost a lot of shit. Right. And you, you know, you, well, I know you lost a hell of a lot. Uh, but you and also. You have to speak up because that, that feedback is kind of overriding you. Okay. Uh, you lost a hell of a lot. And you also said you went through character assassination and all that stuff. Now, I was watching that as it was going on. And, of course, you know, we couldn't say anything because of the Waco stuff. So did you want to talk a little bit about the character assassination? Yeah, absolutely, man. You know, first of all, it's pretty fucking sad that uh, so many bikers spend more time on the Internet than their fucking bikes. I mean, 
you know, uh, uh, being a biker is about riding a fucking motorcycle. And when you're in a club, it's really about riding bikes, about brotherhood, you know? Right. Um, uh, I tell you, man, never in my life did I think that my character would be assassinated at the extent that it was. I mean, I, I was called everything under the book, especially by those fake news guys, man. You know, the Asian railroad clown, that dude, he was on somebody's fucking payroll. Right. If you take all this dude's articles about me, I mean, which one am I? You know? Right. Because I've been so many things uh, in these articles. And uh, to be completely honest, man, for, uh, you know, he was being fed info, just like this clown fucking Jim Parks with his fucking tinfoil hat. Look, man, you don't call out fucking dudes who's on, who are on bonds and fucking facing, you know, uh, life in prison. You don't call them out to do fucking interviews and question them and shit like that. And that's what these two fucking clowns did. Uh, they ran with a bunch of info without checking it, without verifying it. You know, four years later, you, you would think four years into assassinating a motherfucker's character that you would have at least one piece of proof, wouldn't you think? Oh, you'd think so, yeah. <laughs> you'd have some kind of proof. I mean, listen, <laughs> I mean, look, man, the fact of the matter is, uh, uh, here's a good example. My phone. Everybody's looking for my phone. Well, it sounds to me, man, like a lot of people are pissed off their fucking phone didn't end up missing. You know what I mean? <laughs> right, right. <laughs> uh, Not, I mean, listen, man, if you turn your fucking phone in, shame on you, man. You know, don't fucking, you know... Uh, don't assassinate me and, and turn it into something that it's not. Now, what was some of the stuff? What was some of the stuff that uh, uh, Agent Rebel and you know we don't have a good relationship at all with him. I don't believe in uh, a lot of the shit he uh, does. He actually testified against a motorcycle club that, and I don't care what motorcycle club it is. You don't testify against them, especially when it can affect the rest of the MC scene. So I really don't get off on that guy. I don't like him. Uh, and then, you know, Jim Parks. So what kind of stuff were they saying about you? Well, you know, man, it depends on which article you read. I mean, in the last four years, man, you know, I've been an informant. I've been uh, uh, an instigator, uh, a CI, um, you name it. I've been it. Um, and, and I'm not sure which one they want to pin on me, but uh, none of them has come to fruit. You know, the fact of the matter is, man, uh, they throw a lot of shit out there. Um, but I've yet to see one single piece of evidence. Right. A good example is, uh, you know, like the hospital trip. You know, they said in, in the Carzo trial that, you know, oh, he didn't show up till this certain time. Well, I tell you, I told you a while back, Hollywood, I've got my medical records. And it accounts for every fucking minute I was in there. Mm -hmm. The time I got there. Time I fucking left. Right. And I'll gladly send it to you. Just another fucking bullshit lie. Well, another thing and is. Let me, ask, let me ask you something, Hollywood. If I was to get on the fucking stand in my own trial and call out names of other people, what, what would you fucking call that? Well, you know, that's something that, uh, you know what, uh, I feel sorry for a lot of MC members now, and that's why I'm never in a club, is because it has changed so much. 
since I've been around that it's like, how the hell you guys do it, man? And I know what you're talking about on the stand. I've never seen it before. That's all I can tell you. I've never seen it before either. I mean, my name was said probably 40 fucking times in the Carousel trial. Right. And uh, it was all bullshit. Right. And well, one thing, uh, you know, uh, you actually lost uh, and, you know, you lost your, uh, what was it, son in that? Yeah, I lost my son in Twin Peaks. Sure did. And, uh, you I know. Six other really good brothers. You know, so you lost your son and you lost uh, other good brothers. And you got these people that don't know what the hell they're talking about. And they just want to go on there for clicks. And, yeah, I'm talking about you, Agent Rebel, you prick. Uh, <laughs> and talking like this. Well, you know, like I said, man, either the guy's on the payroll, he's just a complete fucking idiot. Mm. Um, you know, um, like I said, he has gone so far as to, you know, call my family out um, and, and just break every fucking rule that ever existed. And, 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 you know, traditional rule that ever existed. This fucking clown, you know, he wants to go out of his way and uh, literally just fucking make stories up. And I don't know if he's force-fed this shit or if he's pulling out of his own fucking ass. Well, you know, you are talking... about fucking years has had a grudge against me. Well, you are talking about a guy who went on the History Channel's America's Secrets and talked about the angels. So, you know, I, I remember when the History Channel contacted me, hey, can you come on and talk about, you know, this club and stuff like that? I was like, man, what are you, stupid? Get out of here. No. But here you got this guy. He's right up there and... Uh, Yes, uh, John, he lost his son at Twin Peaks, and you got these guys talking crap about him. And one thing I want to tell you guys, because you all know that we're in the media, we have a lot of connections, and before this interview even came up, uh, I, you know, from my past and stuff like that, we have a lot of connections through the prison system, and Big O, there's nothing bad to say about him through the joint. So I'm putting that out on the air for you guys to crack that rumor as well. Go ahead, Big Ol. Absolutely. Listen, man, you know, they wanted to fucking say that I'm, you know, this and that with AC. And I'll shoot straight with you, man. I put a decade in with, with Aaron Circle. Um, but that decade ended in the year 2000 when the founder and president himself retired. Right. And it was a big group of us who left with him. Mm -hmm. um, well, I haven't, I haven't spoken to an AC member in fucking since the year 2000, which is 19 fucking years ago. Right. Well, with the, the AC thing, what people don't understand is when you go in the joint. Now, I know a lot of you guys are rubs and stuff like that on the Internet. Uh, you don't understand how the prison system works. I know it all too well. Uh, the prison system... You go in a white guy, you're going in, a, you know, you're going to hang with the white guys, you're doing the thing, you got to survive. You know, you know, blacks are with the blacks, Mexicans with the Mexicans. And I, you know what? I just had to hold my tongue the whole time they were talking about the Aryan Circle because, you know, my cousin is in Parchman for all his life and he's a, a brotherhood. And I'm sitting here thinking, you yeah. guys are going to rack on AC and you don't know what the hell is goes on in the prison system? <laughs> exactly exactly you know they don't have their facts straight they just find a little bit of information and they throw it out there like it's a big fucking deal and try to connect the dots mm -hmm. but the problem with that is there is no proof 
to substantiate the fucking claims that have been made. Mm-hmm. Because listen, after four years, I think you'd find it if you were looking for it. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, it would all come out. And what a lot of people don't understand during that trial is defense attorneys have uh, the option if there was a so-called rat to have it disclosed and your name never absolutely and it never came out that you were a rat that was all bullshit yeah there there was one person that came out we know who that was (laughs) <laughs> well, what I'm saying to the well, what yeah, Mark White. Uh, but what I'm saying is, the defense has the option. They are in every criminal trial. Anybody who's an informant, a CI, any of that stuff has to be disclosed to the defense. And you know, you had Absolutely. you had many out there like uh, this. Uh, uh, freaking Charles, whatever his name is, and then uh, some others reporting on you that, hey, he was an informant, he was this, this, and that, and uh, of course it didn't come out on trial. That was one of the biggest indicators to me that it wasn't you, and you know, and then through other sources I talked uh, to uh, inside the joint, uh, yeah, that was far from the truth. Bullshit. Right. And you know what's fucked up, man, is that that um, one man or a group of men would resort to those tactics, man. Exactly. It's fucking unheard of. Well, it is. And, you know, I'm surprised you haven't sued his ass for liable right now because the stuff that was hey, put know, out on you. I thought about it too late because here's the thing with it. You got one year to sue somebody for fucking liable if they care to assassinate you. Mm. And by the time I fucking checked into it, it was, I was fucking two years in, man. You know, right. I'd rather just, well. <laughs> <laughs> it happens. Uh, you know, and another thing when it, you know, that really upset me about this whole thing is I couldn't imagine being in your shoes, losing a son and losing brothers like that and being called this and called that. And yeah, it's true that, you know, because you lost your son, you had to be updated by uh, the DA's office. That don't mean you're a freaking rat. Well, I wasn't updated because I was a stepdad and I was a co-defendant. Mm-hmm. But his mother was updated, who was my wife. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, she went to that Carousel trial just as a spectator. And uh, as soon as old Gotro seen her, she swore him down. She had a subpoena for her which basically was just a tactic to keep her out of the courtroom so she couldn't watch it until she needed her. Right. You know? mm-hmm. And, uh, of course, I'm sure everybody's seen the video mm-hmm. uh, of her testimony. And it was all on the defense side. Um, uh, even that fucking clown, Abel Raina, said, you know, she's just here as a spectator. She's not here for us right. or, or the defense. Exactly. But the defense, you know, it exacted whatever the fuck it is to uh, keep her outside of the room, which mm. was just just to be a fucking bitch about it, you know? Right, right. Well, you know what? A lot of people, because the way I covered it compared to the way others covered it, they would, you know, because I try to get right down the middle with things. And, you, you know, of course, you've seen how people, you know, get out there and try to, you know, 
how could I say it, uh, prop up uh, certain clubs and stuff. I'm not like that. I don't believe in that at all. I'm, I'm even one of the the only ones who, uh, you know, when, and <laughs> Iron Order, we all know about them. But I was one of the only ones who supported that club when they were go- going to that civil trial because it would have hurt everybody if they would have got that civil judgment against them look like what the mongols are going through right now and yesterday i just found out and you're going to get a kick out of this big o that they appealed that case to the uh what is it called the uh pennsylvania supreme court and there was an 85 page ruling that was handed down and i think 10 or 15 pages of that ruling had to do with asian rebel and lollipop can you believe that they really? they were tore up <laughs> by the uh, pennsylvania supreme court no shit and i'm waiting to get a hold of the paperwork but that just goes Let's to show you what we need a big fucking uh, eighteen-page report on, and that's that fucking motorcycle profiling down here in Texas, man. Oh my god, it is crazy down there. How do you guys even Look, deal man, with that? I don't even know how the fucking shit's legal, man. <laughs> I mean, the governor goes on, uh, you know, live and says, you know, pull over all fucking bikers and put them in a database. I mean. Hmm. Criminals fucking ride all kind of vehicles, uh, Hollywood. Right. They drive cars, trucks, fucking motorcycles, you name it. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's fucking ridiculous, man. I, I I can't believe it hasn't been shot down yet. Right, right, exactly. You got that uh, right, man. But the, uh, you know, dealing with the character assassination... <sighs> You know, and I know I'm going to catch all kinds of shit. As soon as I hang up the freaking uh, show tonight, I'll get all the shit coming in at me. Uh, oh, I do all the time. Uh, I do it all the time. I get the shit from these people. And it's like, okay, you have to understand the way Insane Throttle works is I'm going down the center. I don't care from one side or the other. I'm not going to say I prefer this side over that side. I'm only looking at facts. I, ain't that what news is supposed to be, people, is facts. You know, you well, just yeah, don't go out the there facts. to get, you know, subscribers or get people to lick your dick or suck your pole. That's not what you're here for. Now, this man lost his kid and lost other brothers and the assassination just went on and on and on. I'm so glad you're able to come out and finally, uh, you know, tell your story. Because, you know, one of the people I get, uh, you know, one of the uh, organizations I really get hit by is your former one, man. They're on me all the fucking time. <laughs> <laughs> oh, ugly man. Oh, ugly man. Listen, they need to figure out their identity crisis before they worry about what the fuck I'm doing. Because they don't know from one minute, depending on what member you ask, you know, they don't know if they're an outlaw club, a family club, what kind of fucking club they are. Mm. Well, you know, I, you know, I put this out in an article once and, uh, you know, and I also talked about that day, how your national officers said, hey, go ahead and do this when they knew that stuff was, uh, you know, the cops knew about this stuff. Something could have went down, but they were not there. You know, they said, yeah, go ahead and go. But why weren't you there? And here, here's the thing, you know, and this is their biggest fucking problem, Hollywood. You got to communicate with the motorcycle community, man. Mm-hmm. You can't just fucking not take calls and not make calls. It's not about 
asking permission or bowing down. Mm-hmm. It's about having a fucking open dialogue. And uh, one thing they refuse to do is fucking talk to people, man. They're isolationists. Mm-hmm. And uh, they, it's, it's bitten them in the ass. Right. Right. Well, you know, it kind of seems like to me that day that, you know, they just slent off, slent, sent people off to, you know, get into some shit while they sat back. And uh, one of the things I, because I check up on everybody, you know, before I do stuff is the former uh, or the national president, whatever is is over at the Ugly Man. Here's a guy who was convicted of killing abroad and got out on a technicality on appeals and, you know, that was kind of screwed up to me. Yeah, he's also the guy who sat down with the fucking Department of Public Safety for four fucking hours after Twin Peaks while we were still all in fucking jail. Mm. Now, I don't know what I could say for four fucking minutes, much less four hours. Especially if you weren't there. <laughs> you know, usually, exactly. usually when, you know, <laughs> my biggest thing is, you know, because people ask me advice all the time. And the way I look at it is. When a cop pulls you over, puts you in an interrogation room, there's only two damn words you freaking tell him is that's your name and birthday and give me a damn attorney. That's all you say. (laughs) I don't understand what people don't get about that. You know, because the more you talk, they're not there to help you. They're there to bust you. That's the only thing they have to say about that. And it's weird how you talk four hours. Or any other guy. Whether it's that guy or any other guy who's on a lifetime of parole, your every decision, every fucking day revolves around keeping you out of prison. Oh, well, you you know what? Good point right there. You can't tell me that it doesn't because it does. And he is on lifetime parole. Oh, yeah. He's never going to be off parole. Right. Right. Yeah, he runs a, some, one day it's outlaw club, next day it's family club. Depends on what day it is. Mm. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, you know, another thing that you've seen us fight back with uh, on Insane Throttle, uh, especially with some of those other sites, uh, was that, hey, Kazakh One Percenters, they're a pop up club, blah, blah, blah. And I'm sitting here thinking, you know what? These guys were fed to the lions. These guys, you know, because I knew the situation with your uh, former national. And I'm sitting here thinking, You're lucky we didn't shoot the bastard. You know, you're lucky all they did was break off. It's not a pop-up club. Everybody who's in this club has been around. We we have reputations. People fucking know us, man. Right. Uh, We're not a pop-up club. We're not a bunch of fucking new boots that just rolled up. We've been doing this for fucking years. And the people that know, they fucking know. Right, right. Well, you put in the blood, sweat, and tears. It's a pop-up club. But if you're out on the fucking streets in the real fucking world, it ain't no pop-up club. It's a real motherfucking deal, brother. Right, right. And, you know, because I seen you guys had to deal with that, and we always catch heat, uh, you know, because I'm friends with Mac and you and stuff like that. And they're saying, well, how can you be neutral? It's because I already checked the guys out. I've known them for over two freaking years, and I know their reputations on the street. And when you talk about reputations, that's what I'm talking about. I go off of the street. I don't go off of no news site, you know what I mean, who don't check their pets. And that's the thing. When a when a motherfucker tries to ruin your reputation, he might want to check it before he tries to ruin it. Right. He might just fucking proceed himself. 
Right, right. You know, uh, you went through some shit, man. But uh, tell me how it was going through that, uh, how long you were, you know, in jail. And because uh, I know Richard, because I got to talk to Richard, another good friend of mine, <laughs> and he was in there for 30 days, you know. And God, how long were you in? Uh, I think I left a few days after he did. <laughs> we, were, we were in the same thing. So. You know, listen, man, uh, I, I've been down three times. And uh, so for me, you know, if you're locked up in the same fucking tank with your brothers, that's a fucking cakewalk. Right, right. No matter what the situation, um, there's a lot of guys in there that they were first time in jail and you can fucking tell it. <laughs> they, they were they were uh, all squeamish, right? <laughs> Let me guess, they were pacing, they were sweating, and talking about, oh my God, oh my God, am I right or what? Hey, they were on the phone trying to marry their old lady. <laughs> oh my God. You can always tell a new fish, man. <laughs> we're the old, we're the ones who, we're the, we're, we're the, uh, you know, the guys who've been through the jail and stuff like that. They're like sitting there chilling. Let's play some diamonds, you know. Let's play some dominoes and shit. And you know, hey man, stop sweating it, dude. <laughs> you got nowhere to go. <laughs> hey, don't get me wrong. It was a fucked up situation because. You know, man, uh, before Abel Raina got involved, um, I believe most of us were probably going to be set free that night. Uh -huh. He came in there and changed the game plan up. Next thing you know, man, there's a hundred and something uh, bikers going to fucking county jail. And, um, you know, <laughs> listen, I'd be a liar if I told you I wasn't fucking shocked. Whenever I got a million dollar bond, <laughs> yeah, I, I was. I, I I bet that ass squeezed tight right there when you heard a million dollar bond. <laughs> I, I was thinking, am I the only motherfucker that got this? Or what? <laughs> you know, uh, you know, on a freaking uh, side note and the lighting up a little bit, I I just could imagine that jailhouse. With 177 bikers coming through the door, you know, if that happened in Cook County, man, oh my God, they would have shit. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how yeah, it is down there, up, man. They should they shouldn't have fucking did it the way they did, man. You know, the fact of the matter is, you know, irregardless of the fucking details of who is right and who is wrong, the fact of the matter is, 177 people didn't deserve to be arrested that day. Right, right. And that's true. Exactly. And they damn sure didn't deserve to get a million-dollar fucking bond. No, and they didn't deserve to lose their families, their houses, you know, their jobs and stuff like Those that. guys losing their fucking kids, losing their jobs, losing their livelihoods, losing fucking wives, losing everything, you know, because it wasn't just the fact that we went to jail and a million-dollar bond, the fucking swatting and these fucking cops on the fucking TV, man, you know, they made it. Sound terrible. <laughs> oh my God! The fact of the matter is, he don't even know what he's talking about. You know, he was on the fucking TV talking about he doesn't know why this one club showed up on the virus. But let me tell you, other man contacts they used to be in the COC. We've been to COC meetings. We know what they're about. We've been there as members, and we've been there as not fucking members. And let me tell you, I don't know about any other state, but in Texas, that website says all clubs and independent welcome. That means you don't need a fucking invite. Mm -hmm. Right. So I'm fucking tired of hearing about showing up uninvited. 
If all clubs and fucking independents are welcome, you don't need a fucking invite. That is your invite. Mm. Now, how's uh, the status now that uh, the profiling is so bad down there? Are you know? I heard that your club is getting along with everybody. You know, they're you know you're going to parties, you're having fun. Doesn't sound like a pop up to me if you're around all the bigger names. Well, like I said, um, you know, we didn't just fucking drive up and say, "Hey, hey, guys, uh, let's go fucking start a fucking club." We've already been in this fucking life for a lot of years. We've got. Uh, relationships, good or bad, with these other clubs. Mm. Um, we're not fucking no names, right? Well, you so stood, you stood, you, you, you stood for your patch. Fucking propaganda slug out there, man. Right. Well, you stood behind your patch, you know, <laughs> and that's something that you're supposed to do as a clubber, <laughs> you know. But I really, exactly. you know, and you know, I, I'm I'm always going to keep on going back to the character assassination. You know, I don't care what club you are, as long as you stand behind your colors, you know, who the hell is somebody on the internet to say you're this or that, when I know for a fact half of them talking about it never been in a club. Exactly. Half of them are sitting on their couch with a fucking keyboard sitting in their lap, Bluetooth to the fucking TV. <laughs> right. <laughs> the motherfuckers, and, and, and if it's not that, it's like uh, the dude only eating red boy. I guarantee you half of them fucking commenters are himself. Uh-huh. You know? <laughs> yeah, you gotta love him. <laughs> <laughs> and then Jim Parks, the last thing I read about this clown, he says, oh, Big O has no memory of, of how he got hit in the head and what happened to Twin Peaks. That's not the fucking truth, man. Well, the truth you know what? He's, you know what, Big O? about what was said in the medical record. They said, let me tell you, how, how'd you get hit? What, what hit you in the head? I said, I don't fucking know. I don't know what hit me in the back of the head. Right. I mean, do you know what the fuck hit you in the back of the head? Mm. No, I have no memory of what hit me in the back of the head. And even if I did, I wouldn't fucking tell you. Right. But you want to turn that into some something shady? Mm-hmm. No, that's being a real motherfucker. Even if I knew who fucking hit me, I wouldn't say it. Well, you're not supposed to, man. You don't put that out in public. But, you know, you're worldwide right now. Can you give us a walkthrough of what happened that day to put all this uh, to rest with what's been put out about you? Well, a walkthrough of what? What happened at Twin Peaks that day, your side of the story, because... Well, look, man, here's the thing. There's a lot of there's a lot of guys on this civil suit, man. And, uh, you know, I don't want to go into detail what happened that day. It's a simple fact. For one... I don't want to fuck up nobody's civil suit. I want to fuck nobody over. You know what I mean? And, um, and let me, and, you know what? And let me tell you, see folks. Nobody do a fucking thing. I got hit in the back of the head, and I didn't see shit. And let me tell you, folks. That's what I fucking told the cops, and that's what I'm telling you. That's the I, you way. You catch me on the stand or anywhere else talking about who hit me or who did what. That happened. That is the exact freaking answer that. I was looking for right freaking there was the answer that I was looking for. He has come on here, had the opportunity to tell his story. And he said, no, screw you, Hollywood. I'm going to go out there and, you know, say, I didn't see nothing. That's what a real dude does. You don't talk. Good job there, big O. Amen, brother. Yeah. Don't fucking talk. You don't, don't I, make shit up. You don't talk. Let me tell you, if you make that. up a fucking lie about somebody, it's the same as fucking snitching. You're fucking telling on them, man. Right. 
Right. But you know what? I am so freaking happy. I was praying all day. Okay, big old, don't go through it. And he's like, you know what? Fuck you, Hollywood. You know, we got civil suits and you got it going on with uh, the other club, your club, others that were arrested. And you didn't go out there and freaking trick. That's what I'm talking about. And you're worldwide, man. You're here. You're on in the United States, Canada, Russia, Japan. Everybody heard it right here. That he didn't say nothing. Hell yeah, brother. Hell yeah. That's the way it is, man. You didn't hear me talk to for, for the last four fucking years. Right. And like I told you, as soon as I can, I, I'll talk to you. Mm-hmm. But uh, there's limits, man. There's boundaries. Right, right. You know, <laughs> I'm actually real freaking happy right now. You can't fucking uh, say that you, you stand on traditional values and do something like that. Mm-hmm. You keep your fucking mouth shut. Exactly. No matter how much it hurts, no much you might want to fucking hey, this fucking bitch did this or that. Right. Just keep your fucking mouth shut. Well, you know, that's another thing that uh, I can tell everybody because, uh, you know, in the early 90s, we had uh, a lot of prison stuff. Well, I won't go that far, but, uh, you know, you can always tell somebody who served time. You can always tell. <laughs> they won't say well, a damn you know, word to you. The thing is, in there, you can't run from your problems, all right? You fucking face your problems head on because there's nowhere to fucking run. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not like out here. Uh, you know, you fucking break weak one time, you could be a damn motherfucker for 20 years, Hollywood. But that one time you break weak, you're labeled a bitch forever. Right. Exactly. You know? Exactly. And, the, the, you know, it's just the way it is in there. So, uh, you know, man, it is, it is what it is, brother. Mm. Well, you know, I know the Kazakh one percenters, man, you guys are growing and growing, man. That's good to see. And, you know, I talk to Mac all the time and I was like, man, you guys are getting out there. You whooping ass and you're, you know, taking names. Uh, You know, it's awesome to see you guys getting as big as you are. Well, you know, man, you take your time, you do it right. And, uh, you know, like I told you before, we're not that club that just hands out diamonds. There's a huge percentage of our club that doesn't have a diamond. It's not because they don't want it. It's because we have high expectations of how you earn it. Right. And right. we'll never be that club that anybody can say they're just handing diamonds out. Because mm-hmm. when you meet a guy, most likely he won't have one as he's been in the club a good year or so, maybe mm-hmm. more. Mm-hmm. And well, uh, it well, depends on them. I'm it glad you five said that. years man. before you get it. Well, I'm glad you said that because, you know, diamonds are being, you know, handed out like water now. A lot of actually the bigger one percenter clubs are taking them off because they've been watered down so bad. I I, I don't blame them, man. You know, uh, they put you in a different category when you're wearing the diamond. And you got guys just slapping it on and fucking making it harder on everybody else. You can't fucking blame them for taking it off. Right, right. Now, you know who you are. Exactly. You know, exactly. <laughs> uh, let's see if I got any questions from uh, the chat room. James Provo says, don't hear, see, or speak nothing except I want my lawyer. <laughs> You're damn right, James. <laughs> I, you know what, Big O? I do not see, you know, I can't comprehend what people don't understand about interrogations. You gotta just ask for your lawyer. You gotta give them your name and their birth date. They'll fingerprint you to get it any damn way. But shut up! <laughs> shut up! You're gonna get yourself in yep. worse shit if you talk. 
And if you do say something, say you didn't see shit. Right. Ain't none of that fucking business. Right, right. You know what? I always say, even if you're caught on video doing something, still say, I didn't do it. That's not me. That's a cousin. That's a twin. That ain't me, man. <laughs> you got me all screwed up. Yeah. That wasn't me. I wasn't there, man. I was in New Mexico that day or some shit. <laughs> right on, man. <laughs> oh, man. But uh, what else you guys got uh, going on, man? You got any runs coming up and all that? Uh, any open houses? Yeah, well, we got something going uh, uh, real regular. Uh, we got Memorial Ride coming up that I told you about. <laughs> and, uh, we got a cross-country ride towards the end of the year. And, uh, yeah, we got a lot of fucking shit going on, man. Rock and roll, it's, uh, man. It's busy. And now that everybody's free, uh, it's it's really even busier, man. It's Hey, man, as as soon as I talked to Matt after it happened, I was like, you better get out there, get as much pussy, tits, smoke, and all you guys could for the next two months. (laughs) (laughs) Celebrate that shit, man. You gotta worry about that with Matt. (laughs) (laughs) You You better have four or five broads in that bedroom, man. That's what I'm saying. So what do you think's I gonna happen? I don't know what they see in that fucking brother of mine. <laughs> what do you think's gonna happen uh with Abel Reyna, man? You think is he's gonna get taken down? Well, man, uh you know, civilly, um, I'm sure they're gonna crush him, but he has nothing, you know. I mean, he's not sitting on no fucking nest egg. So um he he'll be in debt the rest of his life. He won't be able to sell nothing or or anything, you know, without it going to somebody. Uh-huh. Um, because it's very fucking obvious, man, that he is the key person who who turned this thing around, you know. Uh, I mean, he went against the fucking Waco cops and their investigation. Like they said, they were looking into a murder investigation. He was looking to be the fucking governor. Right, right. <laughs> Max says, I'm doing it as we speak. <laughs> Hey, Mac, man, don't forget to hold her nose in the back of her head, man, when you jizz. <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> yeah, he's camped out in the clubhouse right now. <laughs> oh, rock on, man. I got to go down there, man. Uh, next month, I'm actually going to be in Orlando uh, at the Confederation of Clubs thing, and uh, I got to get down by you guys and party. Yeah, you do, man. Do a fucking live broadcast or something, man. Hell yeah. Are you guys ever uh, thought about getting into the Confederation of Clubs? Uh, depends on who's running it. <laughs> right. <laughs> look, man. Look, the fact of the matter is, got no beef with any club. All right? Rock and roll. However, um, don't have to say that there's always issues, man. And uh, there's some things, man, that over time are never forgotten, right. never forgiven. Right. Rock and on. so it is what it is, man. You know, it's a daily thing. Uh, we're not looking to make enemies. Uh, matter of fact, we have a lot of friends. Mm-hmm. And uh, we value friends. I think everybody should fucking come together, actually, and fucking hit the road in Texas all in one fucking day and overwhelm these DPS. They can't fucking pull everybody over. Mm, right. Um, you, you know, uh, it is what it is, man. You can't change what's happened. You can't change what's going to happen. Exactly. But in some situations, man, uh, you got to be a little uh, smarter than 
who you're dealing with. And man, being smarter than who you're dealing with means, uh, you know, don't give the fucking cops what they need to fucking put you down. <laughs> right. Hey, uh, Max says he's going to be sending me some pics later, man. You better bet on that, Mac. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> You know what? Uh, <laughs> I got to get China down there. Me, you, and you know, we'll all go down there and party. Get the old ladies together and stuff like that. Camp out, have some beers. Well, you guys can drink. I smoke weed, man. That's all I smoke. You know, it'd be cool to uh, yeah. introduce uh, my wife. The to world's you guys. a better place because of it, man. Uh, oh yeah. <laughs> well, man. Uh, in our final things, uh, what uh, you got? Anything you want to get out there and stuff like that? That we haven't covered? Hey, look, man. Don't read the internet. If you're a fucking biker, get on this fucking bike and go out and meet some bikers, man. Don't fucking get on that internet and read all the fucking garbage because there ain't nothing but fake news on there. Exactly. Get out there and meet some motherfuckers, man. If you're a biker, be one. If you're a fucking keyboard warrior, be that. Be all you can be. Be all you can be. We're going to do what we're going to do. Rock and roll, We're going to do what we're going to do, man. And, uh... We're going to ride our fucking motorcycles, and we're going to be a brotherhood. Rock on, man. That's awesome to hear, uh, Big O. Oh, shit. I enjoyed the hell out of talking with you today. And, uh, hell yeah, me too, brother. It was fun. Hey, man, ma- hey, hey, after you get off the phone, make sure Mac don't get lost in them broads, man. <laughs> <laughs> Will do, man. Good chatting with you. All right, Big O. I'll talk to you later, my man. I'd like to invite everyone to check out my new books. The New Age of Biking and Brotherhood, and the number one new release in the transportation history category, Iron Order Motorcycle Club, the year that changed the motorcycle club scene. You will get a no-nonsense look at the current happenings in the scene. Both titles are available on paperback and Kindle through all major retailers, as well as an audio version of both of the books on Insane Throttle Publishing. SNH Enterprises is an over-the-road refrigerated trucking company out of Plymouth, Wisconsin. They run lanes to the Southeast, Carolinas, Georgia, Florida, and Alabama, as well as Texas, and now are interested in hiring a small number of qualified, motivated, professional drivers. You must have two years of over-the-road experience and an acceptable driving record, along with a verifiable work history. If you live in any of our lanes, we hire in areas that help us work together with the driver to maximize home time while still being able to make a living. With the starting pay at 50 cents per mile plus few and safety bonuses, which are easily obtainable, nearly every driver can start getting paid 56 cents a mile from the beginning. We offer automatic transmissions, APUs, refrigerators, and more while hauling no-touch freight. We also pay drop pay, layover pay, and offer a health insurance program that includes 100% paid life insurance as well as 100% short-term disability insurance. SNH has been in business for over 23 years and has built up a dedicated long-term customer base, which allows us to pay more while getting you home. If you feel that we might be what you're looking for, please call Terry at 920-892-2180, extension 1, and discuss the possibilities. I got a question from Mark, Seattle, Washington. Mark asks, what do you think of the biker cold, especially 
some of the things that are said on the internet by these memes. My last question, what are your thoughts on wearing regular shoes on motorcycles? That from Mark. Don't you think it's ridiculous, he says. So everyone has heard about a supposed biker code. Well, at least those who do nothing but take their information from the internet. <laughs> Anyways, I was actually sent a video where someone was talking about the biker code. Actually, they compared the code to some code of chivalry. Well, being as outspoken as I am, I had to take on the subject, especially when I get questions about this supposed code all the time. Most of the time, I shake my head with the questions I get and don't take them all too much serious. <laughs> Why do you do that, you're probably asking right now. Well, maybe I'm going through a, my own midlife crisis. I tend to always harken back decades ago before the internet. Talk about things, how they used to be compared to they are now. I think that might be one of my faults. Always thinking about the past instead of how things are shaped now. Or maybe, just maybe, I look at many things different than most people. I'm a guy who believes 100% in common sense. Sure, some things you might have to learn on the streets, but come on! Now there's an almighty biker code. We are supposed to be some medieval knights or something. Yeah, not in the, all those memes, I guess. When I heard some of the stuff this biker code was supposed to be about, I sat back and I thought, Really? Not to piss any uh, old lady off or any of that kind of stuff or any of my viewers, but I remember when I wanted to go out and get a blowjob from a hen on a night of a party, that's what I did. I was never asked. I never once asked anyone for permission, especially from an old lady when I wanted to blow a nut. I sure the hell didn't take orders from an old lady. I didn't sit there and beg for permission to do anything from a woman. Now, all of a sudden, in modern times, I guess that's not respecting a woman. I can honestly say I love women to death. Come on! I had a pretty damn good uh, adult party business going back in the day. Always respected the women who worked for me. Shit! They were driving around in BMWs, Mercedes, and living the good life. Well taken care of. Oh shit! Maybe I shouldn't have said that because I'm going against this so-called biker code. I'm a male! Pig! Supporting a women's choice to make a living. Man, get the hell out of here with that crap. One thing that has always went hand in hand in this lifestyle was partying hard and women. Now, in modern times, you have pole smokers crying and whining about biker sites putting up pictures of tits and ass. Oi! I am my special lady! I don't need to look at this! Personally, 
I think you're the ones who used to call up requesting me send over some tail to you. It's always the self-righteous ones who are the easiest to call out. They are so unbelievably easy to spot in a crowd. Fake as hell. Just look how they carry themselves and you will know what I'm talking about. These are the same people who are on the internet talking about a biker's code. Dudes who let their old ladies pull them around by the dick. That's what's wrong with the bikers nowadays. Too busy following around old ladies instead of being a man. These types are the ones who think they are actually a man that might lose that pussy they finally got. Yeah, I know. Ladies are out there going nuts at what I'm saying right now. Or are you? My guess is you always dream about having a man that will take control and actually be a man. You secretly long for someone who has balls. Don't have to keep in your purse all the time. Someone who is actually going to go to work and support you and not the other way around. Come on. You know what I'm saying is true. You all know it. Now let's see in the comment section just how much I pissed on someone's Wheaties because that's exactly what I'm talking about. People get all butthurt when someone speaks as I do. It doesn't fit into what someone is supposed to say. I can hear it all now. Honey! Honey! Did you hear what Hollywood had to say? He says I'm supposed to pick my balls up and be a man. How dare you he offend you like that, sweetheart? I'm going to tell him I'm going to go and unsubscribe. Never notice how people have to announce their exit from a group or on someone's YouTube channel. Your strokes! You don't like what's up, take your ass down and watch Sesame Street or something. Let's get back to this supposed biker code, though, before I get going. Uh, everything you see about this on the internet, again, those through these memes are, you know, most of them are common sense, people. You see someone on the side of the road, pull your ass over and help them. If you can't, then at least stay with them until someone else arrives. Who knows? It might strike up a long-lasting friendship. And again, another one. Yes, you don't rat. If you have to think about ratting, your ass shouldn't have gotten involved in what you were doing. This is one of the biggest things that burns my ass. Why in the hell did you get involved in something knowing that the options and what the outcome you could have were either a grave or prison. You knew damn well the consequences, so man the hell up and don't rat. Listen, words of advice. If you know you could do time for what you're involved in and can't accept the time, simply don't do it. Again, common sense. 
You don't need a mem or memmy to tell you that. So the question was, do I believe in the biker cult? Here's what I believe in. I believe in life is a bitch and you have to be guarded with everything you do. I believe people have to earn your trust through years of trials and tribulations. I do not believe calling anyone bro, especially if they are someone over the internet and never met them before. Uh -uh. I believe people will screw you the first chance they get. It's always been human nature to care for some, you know, care for oneself over some other. It's something that's been that way since the onset of humanity and will never change. This biker code on all these memes insinuates that anyone riding a bike must adhere to these sayings or they're not bikers. And I call bullshit. I say the opposite. If someone has to adhere to some code and not think for themselves, then I would never consider you a biker. Bikers are the ones who are supposed to see through the bullshit. Bikers are the ones who make the rules and live the way they see fit. If you have to live by what someone else tells you, forget biker. What kind of man are you really? It might sound like I'm bashing the ideal of a biker code. I'm not. I believe there's a set of principles everyone should live by. But to take what someone says off a memmy and consider it gospel on what a biker is supposed to follow is utterly ridiculous. Come on. There has to be some type of common sense left out there. Why do people use their supposed biker code, use this supposed biker code, to reinforce themselves? Because the ones using it are probably the ones who are the 50-year-old midlife crisis pole smoker who need to be propped up and feel like they are finally something in life. Here's my suggestion. Be a man. Have your word and do what's right. You don't need any reinforcement from any memmy that you're a true biker. Be you. Do something you're not. If you're not a tough guy, then don't act like one. Not all bikers are tough. Everyone has their own skill set and personality. Don't try fitting into some mold because true bikers make their own molds. <laughs> uh -uh. Don't do what a memmy on Facebook tells you should do or how it should be. So I hope this answers your question on the biker code, memmies. Now on to your question, uh, that's the other, the other one. Do I think those who wear shoes instead of boots are bikers? Short answer, I wear either Converse or my Nikes everywhere I go. I can care less if people say, look at that guy wearing the white tennis shoes on his motorcycle. My first response is, fuck you. <laughs> Listen, I've worn Converse or Nikes my entire life. Shit. Some people write in all the time asking why I wear hats or bandanas like a gangbanger. Again, short answer, 
I've been a banger all my life, ever since I was 12 years old. Am I active now? No. Am I ashamed of what I was or where I've been? Hell no. Do I still communicate with uh, people in the neighborhood? Uh, yeah. That will never change about me. The neighborhood is who I am. That includes the styles I wear. I always find it funny when you see people wearing stuff that we wear, our type of style. Especially the flannels. That prick, Ryan Erlacher, who we'll be talking about on Monday with some stuff, who's a cop, by the way, takes pictures of himself in flannels with hats backwards all the time. Something we've been doing in the neighborhood since the early 50s. I've been wearing this style since I was freaking 12 years old. So does the way I dress preclude me from being a biker? Uh, no. Do I catch hell from the graybeards for wearing my Converse or my Nikes? All the time. But if I gave a shit what people thought about me, I would be giving up who I am as a person. I would be turning my back on those in my neighborhood and what we were all about. Not to mention going against what bikers are supposed to be about. Bikers are not supposed to give a shit when anybody else thinks of them. Remember that. I know it's a new concept for most of you new jacks out there and middle-aged bikers. So, I hope this answers that question for you, Mark. So, what's the bottom line? If you want to be some damn knight or practice some medieval code... Go read a book and choose another lifestyle. Because one thing we are not is a knight in shining armor, okay? If you have to tie yourself to what others think of you, then you're living a sorry existence. Especially if it's something someone tells you to do. Or the way you should act by the way they tell you to. Again... I always thought bikers were supposed to be on the fringe of society. Guess not in the modern era. Much of what I'm saying here is likely giving a lot of people culture shock. I openly admit I'm not the stereotypical biker. Notably when it comes to commonly held beliefs within the biker scene. Most bikers in the scene are quick to embrace other people just because they ride. I'm not. I'm not like that. Sure, I host a show on the biker lifestyle, but that doesn't mean I embrace everything the scene is supposed to be about. It's quite the opposite, actually. Many of the things that have been coming out of the scene the last 20 years or so, I've been against. For example... I talked earlier about men losing their balls to an old lady. It's actually been culture shock to me. More than I could have ever imagined. Why? Because where I'm from and how I was raised, something like this never happened. Men from the neighborhood could never afford to make any mistakes. Your whole being was based on how you carried yourself. Weakness? Never an option. Never an option. Nowadays, 
Weakness is something a lot of people in the scene actually embrace. At least this is what I observe with a lot of people on social media. Some of the stuff which comes out of people's mouths makes one shake their head in disbelief, let me tell you. Yeah, I know. It's social media. The sad thing is these people actually carry those views on the street. You can't argue they don't. And the proof is how the scene has undergone so much change. One of the biggest changes I've seen is so-called bikers supporting law enforcement. What the hell is that? Maybe it's me, I admit. I never liked a single cop in my life. A cop values and mine will never square up with each other. I consider them nothing more than power-hungry, weak people. Always using the security of a badge and a gun to show off their asses. A man, a real man, would not need to rely on something other than his balls. But again, I admit, I don't think like many citizens, people nowadays, they desire comfort. They don't want to upset the balance of the current societal attitude. Attitudes fed to them through mainstream media, social media, and throughout. <laughs> you know, I guess that's where I haven't evolved yet. But that's just my two cents and, you know, on this biker code. Again, if you need somebody to tell you how to think, something is really freaking wrong with you. If you need somebody to tell you how to be a biker, man, go get a moped or something. <laughs> really, man. Really, you know. But anyway. What do you think about the biker code? Uh, we had a great conversation, the last one, and we had Big O on. So let's get uh, on the lines and talk, and uh, let me know what you guys think, man. Call in. It is time to have some fun and get this freaking discussion going. Call in now, 312 Okay, who's out there going to hang me, man? I know you ladies are going to hang me out there, but, uh, you know, it was great having Big O on. Do an ad or something. I'll be right back. <laughs> uh, it was great having Big O on. He has been, uh, I've known uh, them guys uh, for two years now, and seeing what they had to go through was just crazy, and some of the stuff that was printed on them, and, you know, I'm here looking, I know this stuff because I do the background and all that stuff and seeing what they went through was just oh man uh but uh what do you guys think of the biker code uh you know these little mems i think they drive me crazy <laughs> most of them it's because how do you even you put your whole existence on this and it, it's not like that folks and i guess that's why you know the luster of uh, a lot of what uh 
the biker scene is. I lost that luster. But again, there's a lot of people like your guys is out there that uh, keep the faith and uh, keep something going. I guess that's why most of my audience is between 35 and 65 years old. The younger ones just don't get it. I bet the, the younger ti uh, teeny boppers are going out there getting crazy on me right now. Uh, but uh, let me go into the room. Hi, everybody, again on Facebook, on, uh, you know, VK over in uh, Eastern Europe. Oh, shit, I'm on so many I forget. <laughs> but anyway, if you guys want to go ahead and call in, have a discussion, it is 312-899-6720. What you guys think about the old lady China over there dancing, man? She getting uh, she getting down and jiggy with it and stuff. You know, she's going to kill me when she gets home, man. You know, she mentioned that she has a picture of me in a mullet in my early days in the early 90s. She ain't bullshitting either. She has that picture. <laughs> also, you hear uh, me talking about Monday's show. Uh, we're going to be... Uh, the main topic is going to be you, uh, Ryan Erlacher. Boy, are you not the person you seem to be on your videos. Yeah, we all know you're a cop, but boy, do you have a checkered past, my friend. And you're the one out there talking about 1% clubs and clubs that aren't law-abiding. Boy, do you have some nerve when that uh, comes up on Monday, guys. Oh, my God. Uh, James Probo, would you have toxic masculinity <laughs> hey did you guys like my uh freaking uh sylvester impression during that commercial uh the one with the truck and by the way a friend of mine owns that okay here we go i'll talk about that in a minute south dakota you're on the line hey hollywood is this you man this is me man how you doing you're on the air ah uh, this is john haddikin uh i was in the chat room a second ago hey what's up buddy uh, uh, how's the how, how's the story uh, fulfilling as far as uh, the families getting back together after the whole Waco thing? My God, you know what? Uh, some of the guys that I talk to. Uh, a lot of them are having a mental breakdown, man. Uh, a lot of them, uh, the the marriages just went south, and you know there was no saving them. And the legal, oh, there's got to be like some P P PTSD and all that nonsense. Oh my God! Oh yeah, the PTSD is huge. Uh, Richard Luther, uh, one of the Kazakhs uh, that were there that we talked about on the last show, we interviewed him. Uh, he was one that actually carried one of the guys that the cops uh, let their uh, let bleed to death for 20 minutes. Now, if the cops would have loaded him in an ambulance and stuff, he wouldn't have died. But uh, what happened at Waco and and the PTSD and how it went all down is just, it's upsetting as Americans. Uh, you know, if you're a true American, what happened in Waco is going to bug the shit out of you. Uh, for those that say, well, it was a gang fight or something like that, you're, you're pieces of shit because you really don't know what a, being an American citizen is all about with what happened down there. Uh, well, because everybody's fully aware that the police started that. Well, yeah, they were there since seven o'clock in the morning, and by the it, police were there. Yeah, the police were there setting up on roofs and everything. Right uh, prior to to the event, exactly. Oh, and uh, four of uh, the guys that died at Waco uh, were shot by two two threes by uh, cops. 
So yeah. what's that yeah, tell you? <laughs> right. And uh, from what, uh, you know, from what Mac and Big O, uh, Richard, and a lot of the other people that I've talked about, uh, talked to about this, you know, it was just a turkey shoot. It really was. They were just shooting anything that uh, looked threatening. I, I think anything that popped up because they were shooting unarmed people. Right, right. And nobody's been held accountable. And that's sad. You know, there hasn't been no, uh, well, no special it, prosecutors, nothing. That the, uh, well, uh, it's very mysterious that all of the, uh, all of the uh, ballistics evidence was accidentally destroyed. Oh, yeah. Ain't that a funny thing when the ballistic evidence was accidentally destroyed? You know, that should tell you everything you need to know about Waco. And Waco don't have the best, uh, you know, uh, what can I say, uh, reputation when it comes to uh, law enforcement. You know, we had the Branch Davidians where they killed those kids and the yep. women. And now uh, this, you know, nine dead in this uh, shooting. And then they just... Cole Blount arrested everybody with a patch. You know, what kind of country we living in? Well, uh, I, I think, well, the government wants to keep us divided, mm-hmm. one thing. And uh, there's government conspiracies all over. We're, we're all fully aware of that. Right. But uh, the stuff that happened on Waco, that was real. No, All the stuff we can put our thumb on, you know what I mean? Well, exactly, and you're, uh, you're, you're right. The stuff that happened in Las Vegas, the, the, the shooting that happened in Las Vegas, uh, there's a lot of guys out there who can uh, narrow down. There's helicopter sounds, and there's, there's firing coming when there's no firing coming from the window, blah, blah, blah. Right. Um, there's stuff like that, but, but Waco is real. We can nail this down. Right. Well, it was caught on video. Right, it was caught on yeah. video, and was, a lot of it was caught on video. And you're right; they don't want, you know, they are afraid of us. Look what happened and today. If you go over to Insane Throttle's uh, Facebook page, you'll actually see a story put out. Thousands of bikers in the UK got together to uh, protest Bloody Sunday. Thousands of them. That's what uh, this government's worried about, and that's what we need to do well, in this okay. country. And, and look at the, also uh, the New Zealand situation. Mm-hmm. And then the Mongols uh, are stating now that they are refusing to give up their weapons. Right, right. I think the New Zealand thing was also maybe some kind of conspiracy to do a little little test of the United States. Mm-hmm. See if this can happen and we can say, okay, you can't have these firearms, you can't have these firearms, we're going to come to your house and take them. Right. Well, the book New Zealand saying no. Well, you cannot come to my house and take my shit. Well, look what happened right after that New Zealand thing when they said, okay, we're going to ban the firearms. You had Bernie Sanders out there and every left-wing wacko running for uh, the presidency saying, yeah, we got to do that. We got to do what New Zealand does. You know, the, exactly. they, they, okay, now think about this. Think about this. One piece at a time, brother. One piece at a time. They did the Las Vegas thing. And uh, the conspiracy guys are saying that uh, the government was in on that, and all of a sudden we don't have bump stocks anymore. Mm-hmm. They just outlawed uh, outlawed bump stocks. Right, right. So that that's one thing. Now then they'll do another shooting, and they'll 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 outlaw AR-15s altogether. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, we just got off. We just got off the ban from uh, twenty years ago when they took away the extra capacity. 
banana clips and, and all the clips, all the extra fancy clips. Right. Well, you know what? What, pe- what people have to understand is all they have to do is go to World War Two, where the Nazis said, hey, we're going to take care of you. Yep. You don't need your guns. Everybody gave their yep. shit away. We'll protect th- you. Yeah, next thing you know, there's what? Millions upon millions upon millions of people that died? Because they gave it to a government. And now what's most concerning is this younger generation is saying, okay, we love socialism. Do you people even know what socialism really is to be wanting something like that? Hey, I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what. These little motherfuckers in college and about to be in college, these little wannabe liberal motherfuckers, they're not going to like Sharia law and they're not going to like socialism. Right. You know, they think it's real cool and like stuff either now. Either the fucking things that they're trying to make us believe in. Right. Well, you know, uh, there's another thing that came out today that I I really got. It was funny as hell. Uh, you know, because, you know, Trump, he upsets the, the status quo. You know, he says, OK, you don't want to, you know, close our border up or any of that. We're going to start putting the illegals in your sanctuary cities. And all of a sudden, everybody <laughs> freaks out. You know, are we going to have common sense? Are we going to start holding our people accountable that we elect? Can you say California? Can you say Los Angeles? I mean, come on. <laughs> what? There, there you go. That's uh, We'll take care of everybody. What's even worse is Illinois, where I'm at now. Back like in that. San Francisco, when the, hippies, when the hippies overtook San Francisco, way back in the 60s, and then... Everybody wanted them to be there, and then they didn't leave. Right. Well, you know what? A lot of people don't don't get it. Uh, California used to be freaking an awesome state, man. They used to be hardcore awesome. But, you know, like you said, as soon as that left started moving in with uh, Aleski or whatever his name is uh, in the 60s and 70s, man, Cali went to hell. And what's even worse is the state I'm living now in Illinois, my God, are these guys freaks. You know, they got a super majority in the House and Senate in Illinois. They got uh, Fat Boy JP or JP, whatever his freaking name is in there now. And they're, everybody's crying. Well, why are you raising the taxes so much? Well, you voted him in, you dumbasses. You do it year right. after year after year. And then when they move right. out of the uh, state like Illinois, New York, or uh, freaking California, they move to places like Florida, Arizona. And they, then they vote the same damn way. All right, look at Minneapolis. That's why we have Elon Omar. Oh my God, that in Congress right now. Minneapolis has uh, there, there's more. Uh, where the hell is she from? Uh, Syria. She's uh, uh, she's from some uh, wherever she's from. Mm-hmm. There's more of those people living in Minneapolis than there is in that country. Right. And she came out the other day. Those you know, are the people who voted her in. Everybody's all mad at Minnesota. Minnesota voted her in. No, Minnesota didn't vote her in. Mm-hmm. The people in her community voted her in. Right, right. Well, you know, well, what's worse is when she made that 9-11 comment, and I know all of us yep. that were around knew exactly were where we were that day. You know, that was, a, you know, the second most biggest incident that this country's ever went through. I actually have that. I actually have that recorded on VHS. That's how long ago that was. Oh yeah, man. 
I have so right, right after Pearl Harbor, we have that, and then we have 9-11, and this broad goes out there and says something like that. How You know what? I would turn her attention to the Twin Towers video of all them people jumping out of that building to their death because they didn't want to burn alive. From hundreds and thousands of I mean, what are we talking here? We're talking 260, 270 feet. Oh, well, I mean, these were twenty-seven stories. Six, what were they? Sixty stories. They, they were they were jumping from. Uh, they were three quarters of the way up, man. So they dropped about uh, five, six, seven hundred feet, man, to their desks, holding well, I, hands. Uh, uh, I had a I had a scaffold tip over uh, when I was thirty years old and uh, fucked up my ankle, and it was only three tiers of scaffold. Mm-hmm. So. Uh, you anything further than that, you're gonna mess yourself up. And uh, the way these people were uh, forced, you know, because there was a situation where they the first tower got hit, mm-hmm. and the second tower, all the people were like, "Couldn't leave," and security said, "You can't leave." Right. Just, you have to stay hunkered down. Well, you know what? There's a lot behind 9/11. Well, there's a lot behind 9/11 where you know you watch it, man. Yeah, there's some uh, there's some conspiracy stuff there. But what would you say? Okay. To oh, people- no, there is conspiracy. Listen to me. What would- uh, there wasn't enough fuel. There wasn't enough fuel on those planes to melt the beams. Right. Because these beams have uh, a very high temperature to melt, and these these beams actually melted. To actually crush those mm. the way they did. Right. Well, now that we're under this kind of discussion, I know it's not bike-related, guys, but you know what? It's time that we bring I know. Up, you know what? We're going off course. But, you know, yesterday a report came out of China. They got all these okay. camps being built. You know, they're tearing down all the freaking churches and stuff like that. Uh, Muslims, Christians, everything being, and then they just put up crematoriums. This is the same stuff that happened in World War II. We and yeah. when people talk about socialism, or you know, uh, yeah, there's many co- uh, socialism, communism. They're all pe- none of them has ever worked in the history of the world. They have all fell. And you know, these yep. kids just look at what's going on in China. <laughs> you know, okay, well, we're okay, looking at look, genocide. Look what's, going on. Look, look what's going on in China, following the same path here. Okay, uh, look what's going on in China. Look what's going on in America right now. Uh, every, every destroying or, or uh, 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 capturing uh, entity that has come into your area, they knock down your statues. They they knock down all of your all of your gods, you know wh- whatever you whatever whatever symbol you have. They knock that down and they put up their own symbol. Mm-hmm. Look what's going on down south. They're taking down all these statues of Andrew Jackson and all this bullshit. Okay, they're trying to get rid of our history. Right. That's the same shit that they're doing over in the Middle East by destroying all this shit that was made two thousand years ago. Their statues made two thousand years ago. They're blowing them up. Well, you know, and let's make this law. Let's let's swing this back around to uh, Waco. They mass arrested 
over 177 American citizens during that day disregarded their Fourth Amendment rights to due process. They were handing the cops papers. Thanks for that, Harry Banana. Uh, they were uh, handing these cops papers. Go ahead, write their name in. Let's throw them in jail. That and without investigation, look, look, no look nothing. Look what they were doing, though. Look, look how many cameras they had. They, look how many cameras they had there. News cameras they had immediately afterward. Mm-hmm. That that place was sworn with news cameras, and they're like, "Look, look!" And they're strutting around. Look, we did our job. We've got all these guys in vests, and they're all in handcuffs. Look at us. We're so fucking proud. Blah, blah, blah. We did our job. Right. This is what you pay for, people. Right. No. It was all a fucking show, dude. And people died for a show. Nine guys died for a show. Just because somebody wanted to be governor of the state. <laughs> yep. That's what's really seriously wrong with the whole thing down in Waco. That's how we, that's how we got fucking Bush for a president. Because... His brother was governor of fucking Florida, and all of a sudden the Chads were fucked up, and all of a sudden my brother gets to be president. Right, well, Josh... Oh, and then my brother wants a war. Well, Josh in uh, the chat room said blank warrants. Yeah, all they did was write their names down, and next thing you know, you're in the joint. And it... it, it, Oh, my God. You want to talk socialism? That's what socialism is, what you've seen down in Waco, Texas. You had a Gestapo freaking crew come through and just arrest anybody with a patch. Didn't care if it was a veterans group. Even a Christians group were arrested down in Waco. And you know what? Why don't we check, uh, don't we check cop time sheet and, and see when they worked and when they were supposed to work and when they had special assignments. Mm-hmm. And they're going to say Johnny... Johnny SWAT guy and Bobby SWAT guy, they can't go on vacation today because they need to be fucking here. Right. Well, you know what's even... There, you there, know what? there were special people. There were special people brought to that fucking event. It wasn't just regular cops. It wasn't just squad car guys. Well, they had SWAT there. Uh, one of the things... Yeah, it was real fucking dudes. One of the reasons why I believe they dropped the remaining of the cases is, is they knew if they got that... Sh- and that was like I was talking earlier with Big O. When you're a defense attorney, you're allowed to get access to all their CIs, all their informants, because you have a right yep. in this country to face your accuser. And yep. they knew damn well if they went to court, it wasn't that they weren't going to get any convictions. Because, you know what, even if they did, yeah, they would get turned over on appeal because of the way the investigation was handled. But they knew that the CIs that were there that day would be outed and the truth would start coming out. Yep. Yep. So you're, you're spot on, dude. <laughs> I'm telling and, you. And, that, and that, you know what? Uh, oh. And everybody's going to dismiss that shit because that's a conspiracy theory. Right, right. No, you know, that's just like the conspiracy theory that, uh, you know, uh, freaking Raina never did anything wrong. And blah. Dude, he's full of shit. I hope to God he is sued into the Dark Ages. And from what I understand, you had a Texas Ranger go out and testify that he was trying to hold evidence from the defense that uh, he yeah. is, is just a mess 
down in Texas, and I think that was the prelude of what's going on down there right now with all the profiling. Pulling the bikers over all the time. All the time. It's all about money to them. It's about keeping their jobs, and it's trying to keep yep. us under their heel. But uh, I really that, that, that's what I'm talking about. That's what I'm talking about. The Waco thing. That was a big show. Of we're going to get all these bikers collected together, and then we're going to prove that they cause trouble. And then we're going to show how we arrest them. And we're going to show that we are the law. And we're going to take care of this. We're the law. Right. We will obey. Yeah, fuck that. Exactly. I appreciate you calling in, buddy. Uh, it was an awesome conversation and stuff like that. And, uh, yeah, you're right on, my man. We got a little off task, but, uh, hey, I appreciate you calling. Or I appreciate li- listening to me calling. I'm drunk, dude. It happens. <laughs> You're drunk, and I'm about hey. to get high. <laughs> happy, fr- hey, hey, happy Friday, dude. You Talk too. to you later. You too, my man. Monday also, we're going to be, uh, when we talk about... Uh, Right or what's his name? Freaking Dum Dum over at Law Abiding Biker. I'm gonna bring Dom on from, uh, you know, I've had him on all the time, and I love Dom to death, and uh, he has some real cool views and stuff like that, and uh, I love hearing his stuff, especially New Yorkers, New Jersey guys. Boy, do they tell you like it is. But uh, with that, guys, again, I will not be on tomorrow. Have to go grab the daughter from uh, Chicago. Uh, Erlacher, his topic will be on Monday. Oh, boy, will we be talking about him. Uh, Tombstone, I think, has got some stuff going on. He's going to be also on the show Monday. Uh, Hopefully, all you guys are looking good on the show's Let's see here. I was actually, I'm looking, uh, it's funny, I was talking to Dom earlier. I'm actually looking for a backup bike right now because I'm going to have my whole engine redone on the fat boy. We're going to get her souped up. So, you know, I was out there, you know, looking for a backup, maybe like a gold winger or whatever. Uh, so, uh, yeah, we're bringing you on, Dom. How you doing, Southern Belle, my girl? I haven't seen you. How you doing? Abel Reyna did not act alone. Abel Reyna is a scapegoat. The government is after a lot more. You got that right. Uh, but uh, you guys, thanks for tuning in and stuff. Really enjoyed the show show today hope you did and uh leave your uh comments in the the comments below and share the video stuff give us some likes and uh thanks everybody else on the platforms uh worldwide we really enjoy you thanks for all the super chat donations you guys are awesome it keeps the show going so i'll talk to you guys monday Get to have that prospect hit the subscribe button and that bell in the upper right hand corner so you will always be up to date with the new channel content. Hi, this is James Hollywood Machikari with Motorcycle Madhouse, and I'm here to tell you about the hottest new custom sign business out there Extreme LED Signs by Jim Vanderlane. Extreme's LED signs specialize in bike club signs, board signs, business signs, and a whole lot more. Custom crafted by a biker, Jim, he puts his all into whatever project you would like him to do. Visit him on Facebook or give him a call at 585-509-0522. Again, that's 585-509-0522. Rock on!